This is the Just a Bite podcast, giving you access to authors, influencers, and experts in the culinary field and beyond. With your host, Malika Bowling. We discuss food trends, blogging, social media, and much more. Find us at associationoffoodbloggers.org. Here's your host, Malika Bowling. Hi, I'm Malika Bowling, and this is the Just a Bite podcast. Today, we're talking to Agat Asseline Lichten, who is the founder of Red Velvet New York City. Hi, Agat. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. Hi there. So glad to be here. Really excited to talk to you today. Yeah, yeah, and I love sweets, so I'm definitely excited to talk to you, too. (laughs) Tell us about Red Velvet and how you got started. Sure. So I started the company with my sister um, just over two years ago, and we, we grew up in the food business, so we've always had a really strong passion for gourmet foods, um, homemade foods, foods that you can share with your friends, with your family. Um, and so we've always had this really strong passion for um, great foods. And we um, were very early adopters when the meal kit craze started about five years ago. And we're really fascinated by this idea that a box could show up on your doorstep and you would have all these amazing ingredients and new recipes to try out um, and that dinner would just, you know, be this wonderful thing um, that showed, you know, showed up in a box. Mm -hmm. And it was a tool that allowed you to, you know, learn a lot of different skills and really grow your repertoire, gain more confidence in the kitchen and so on. And I was actually trying to make tiramisu for a dinner party one day and on the hunt for ladyfingers and mascarpone, two ingredients that you would think would be easier to find considering that every restaurant pretty much has tiramisu on the menu. Right. And I was living in New York City, went to six different grocery stores and could not find any. And kind of started thinking about, you know, I get dinner delivered in a box. Why couldn't I get dessert delivered in a box so that I didn't have to go out hunting for something that's so common and that is, you know, um, what I kind of assumed would be readily accessible. And so started playing with this idea of dessert in a box. And that's essentially how this idea was born for do-it-yourself baking kits, where we could, you know, essentially help people, you know, find this foolproof recipe that they didn't have to search for, We'd go to the grocery store for them. We would pre-measure all of their ingredients, and we would teach them tips, tricks, and just wonderful skills that would allow them to bake, you know, these impressive gourmet and homemade desserts. Great. And so I know you have cupcakes, but you have other desserts as well, right? So is it like a... We do. Like, so is it like easy as the cupcakes, and then the difficulty level increases with the different desserts? Yeah. Sure. So we have about 25 different baking kits on our menu at any given time. And those baking kits are rated either easy, moderate, or advanced. And um, they also vary seasonally. Um, So we change the menu quite often. But, you know, you could start with, you know, easy cookies or easy cupcakes, and then you could move on to, like, maybe more moderate-level cakes or single-serve desserts. 
Um, so there's a little bit of everything for every occasion because we realize that the one thing that dessert really is is that while it may be an everyday sweet tooth, it does require a decent amount of work and commitment. And so the idea was really let's provide something that could be used for a dinner party, um, a birthday party, uh, you know, romantic dinner for two. And so they really wanted to create a lot of selection and, you know, depth to the menu. Yeah, that's great that it's so customizable. And so do you deliver outside of New York City? Um, We do. We deliver to 28 states right now, and actually in about a week or two, we will be serving the continental U.S. We're really excited about the growth and reaching people who we cannot reach now, um, like all of those West Coasters who we're just dying to get to. Great. That's fantastic. Tell me, Agat, what what would you say to somebody who says, "Well, why would I just why would I get this when I could just go to a store and buy a dessert or cupcakes?" Well, I think that the greatest part about doing something homemade in your kitchen is that not only are you learning, but you're really becoming empowered through the experience. Um, when you make something from scratch you are, you know, and you're touching anywhere from 10 to 18 different ingredients and, you know, you're spending, you know, an hour, two hours creating something from, you know, just bags of ingredients. The idea really is that you're, you're, you're empowering yourself and you're gaining a lot of confidence in the kitchen by making something that's, you know, both visually appealing, that tastes delicious, but most importantly, that you can share with people that, you know, you care about. Because at the end of the day, you don't normally eat desserts by yourself. I mean, you can. Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> I do. Right. Um, but the idea is really that you are, you know, sharing this with your family and your friends. And, you know, they're impressed with what you've made and you feel really great about it. Um, I think that's a lot better than store-bought cupcakes. Um, I think the other great part about, you know, baking with us is that you see exactly what's going into your food as opposed to something that's, you know, um, in a bakery, it's going to be fresh, but in a store, a grocery store, it's going to have preservatives in it. It's going to have, um, you know, an extended shelf life because it can sit there without any refrigeration. So there's a lot of really great benefits about, you know, cooking with food. You know what it is and, you know, where it comes from because we tell you a lot of that. And so um, all around, you know, we're providing you with this um, rich experience. Did you and your sister have a background in, like, the restaurant industry or something that helped you with your business getting started? We grew up in the gourmet food business. Um, Mm -hmm. Our father had an import-export business of gourmet foods, Mm -hmm. and so we saw a lot of, you know, what he did growing up. We really grew up in the business. Um, We spent a lot of time working in restaurants, uh, like most New Yorkers do. Um, We... We're working front of house. We also worked a little bit back of house. But no, neither of us have any formal training. We are completely self-taught. And I think that that's one of the advantages to, you know, coming up with the recipes and talking to what is mostly a novice baker audience is that I have the perspective of someone who was a novice baker who has learned a lot. But we tried to really gear the recipes and the instructions that we give to novice bakers who might not have a lot of the know-how that comes with baking. Okay, yeah, that's really good because, like, for me, I I cook, but I'm not a baker. 
And so it's good to have explicit instructions and, and know exactly what to do. So, yeah, that's, that's wonderful, especially I think the people that would be buying these kits, maybe at least the cupcake ones are probably starting out new, as new bakers. Definitely. One thing I found so interesting is that you were the winner of the Campbell Soup Partnership Program. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So we work out of a space in Brooklyn called Brooklyn Food Works um, or Brooklyn Pilot Works. They just renamed the company. And the idea is that it's a community kitchen. And Campbell's partnered with them this summer to create what's called the Campbell's Real Food Innovation Challenge. And that competition was a $10,000 prize along with some really amazing mentorship for the company that best met their real um, innovation and real food philosophy values. Um, and that is, you know, creating a product that is um, accessible to everyone that has real food in it or you know where it's come from. So we're really excited that we won that this summer, and it's been truly wonderful working with Campbell's and, and just being able to plug into a company that has such a rich history working with food and understanding you know, the similar audience that, that we target. Okay. And so do they help promote your business for you? They don't help promote us. Um, well, you know, maybe uh, by default they help promote us. Um, mm-hmm. There was definitely a bit of press around around the competition, but I think what's really important for us is the fact that they've given us this sort of direct line of communication into so many different areas of the business. So, you know, we're working on retail packaging right now because retail is something that we're adding onto our existing e-commerce and sort of wholesale portion of the business. And being experts at retail and packaging, you know, we're talking to one of the directors of of retail packaging and we speak to him, you know, once every other week to get feedback on what, what it is that we're doing. And so for us, that's so incredibly valuable. You know, it's, it's difficult to find experts on, on things when you're a small startup, startup and you're not quite sure exactly what you should tap into, but it's been an absolutely amazing resource. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Well, congratulations on winning that. That's fantastic. Thank you. And so the other thing that's been really good to know about you is that you also did this launch of your company and all, and everything with no investors. Can you talk Correct. about that a little bit? Sure. So the company has been 100% bootstrapped. We're actually about to hit profitability, um, which is really exciting you know, slow and steady wins the race, that we really wanted to build a brand that customers would be loyal to. For us, it was really important that, you know, we also own something that is, you know, 100% ours. It definitely comes with its challenges. Um, Being bootstrapped means that you have to run your organization in a very lean way. Um, It means that you don't get to play around with fancy marketing dollars or advertising dollars. Um, It means that you do do things in, in a really scrappy crappy way. Um, for us, it's been great. You know, it pushes the envelope um, every day. You know, there's sort of a new challenge that you have to overcome, and you're constantly worrying about working capital. But um, it's been great, and we've really proven to ourselves that um, the business can grow organically. So how did you compete with bigger brands then if you didn't really have the investors and the budget to do a lot of advertising? 
I think that that's a great question, and I think that at the end of the day, the big brands spy on us, and we see them doing that all the time. Um, I think because we've just created this, this terrific product, I think that between the press that we've received and the reviews on our website um, that are pretty much terrific, I think that people really love the product and really love what we do. Um, I think that it's an experience that's been highly curated that gives people so it's such a different range of emotions and feeling. We're always iterating and changing little things. It's easy for a small company to adapt to feedback from our customers, which we take really seriously. And, you know, we're not going to be the next blue apron, and we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I think that mm-hmm. that's just been something that's too volatile for us. We're more interested in build, building something long-term. So if you had to pick one of your, your favorite dessert, what would that be? Because I know you said you have like 25 on the site at one time. <laughs> we do. So we have a few core recipes that stay on there. I, I have to say, it's funny, I get this question all the time, and I'm always torn. Um, I'd say there's two recipes I love. One is our brioche bread pudding. The brioche actually comes from Balthazar Bakery right here in New York, so we like to infuse New York flavors and you know, send them far away. It's just this really delicious bread pudding that has cinnamon and bittersweet chocolate, and it's really easy to make, and it's, it's lovely because it's, it's you're sort of like that New York flavor. Um, and then the second dessert, I'd say, is the molten chocolate cake. So this is like that lava cake that you would order at a restaurant that takes 10 minutes to prepare. You have to, you know, you have to wait 10 minutes to get your dessert. Um, and that's something that's actually much easier to pull off than you'd think it would be. And people are always so shocked when they can make that recipe. And it also only has six ingredients in it. So it's quite simple. It's really all, it all comes down to the amount of time you put it in the oven for, right? Because you could overcook it and it's no longer a lava cake inside. But um, it's really fun. I used to actually give that recipe out all the time to guy friends who were trying to impress a girl. Uh, back in mm-hmm. my 20s, I always used to get these questions like, I'm having a girl over for dinner. What should I make? I'd say, well, you have to make this for dessert. It'll just blow her away. So I'd say those are, those are definitely my favorites. Well, they sound amazing. I, I, I love <laughs> bread pudding. I mean, I, I like chocolate, too, so either one I think I would love. But that um, brioche bread pudding, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to order that. If somebody were to come to you and they say, you know, I'm starting uh, a business uh, similar to yours, what, what is one piece of advice you would give them or one thing you wish you knew before you started? There's probably two things I would say. One is, I tell this to everyone I meet, is build a really strong network. Um, build a community that you can turn to for advice, for, you know, the big and the small questions. Running a business is so challenging and so complicated, and it's often very lonely. And if you don't have a group that you truly trust and can rely on um, to sort of help you get through those tough moments or just help you solve the silly problem of the day, um, it's so important to have those people to be able to reach out to, to send a quick text, to drop a quick email. So community is, is really, really important, I think, when it comes to being an entrepreneur. Um, And then the second thing I would say is try as much as you can. I think that a lot of us fear kind of trying something different or changing our packaging or changing our messaging. Just I'd say iteration is key. It's like that constant need to test and try things new 
and see what happens. You know, I think that the greatest part about building a small business is that you are really flexible. And so you can kind of say, all right, I'm going to do this now. Um, I'm going to try this today and see what happens. I think people are very vocal. Um, your clients are going to be very vocal about what it is that you're doing. And if they don't like it, you're going to know. <laughs> and if they love it, you're going to know. So I think that you know, build relationships with those people and get quick feedback and just continue to plug along until you have the very best version of what you're doing. So I think those are the two key takeaways, at least for me, and, and what we're doing every day. Yeah, and I think one thing you, you sort of hit on without actually saying it is that you are open to feedback. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, when they start businesses, they have an idea of, of their product or their service and what they want to do, and they don't want to hear anything negative. They're like, nope, this is what I'm doing, but it sounds like you're very open to, to feedback from your customers. Absolutely. I think that customer service is probably the number one thing that we focus on because I think that you can't build a brand that's going to last if you don't take everything that people say to heart. And I think that there's definitely a pattern. You know, you can't, you can't literally change everything that you hear, but when you start hearing something multiple times or you establish a relationship with a client where they're able to actually candidly tell you, like, I love this, I didn't love that as much, or could you explain this more? So we really listen to those things and we change them. And we're lucky that we're small enough that we can change them really quickly. Um, so, you know, if it's changing a step in a recipe card where, you know, step two could be explained a little bit differently, um, you know, the next time we hit print, which is almost every week, we can just quickly make a change. So um, it's great. And I think it's important. I think that customers do know, you know, I think customers are very savvy today and I think they do know what they want. And I think that at the end of the day, they really do want you to be successful, so I think it's just about listening to them and making the appropriate changes. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I agree. Super. Totally agree. <laughs> so if somebody wanted to order one of your desserts, how would they do that? Where do they go? They go to redvelvetnyc.com, and they choose from our seasonal menu. And when they go to checkout, they enter their zip code, and they get options from a calendar that pops up as to when they can receive it. So you can order in advance. You can order two weeks from now. You know, you can order delivery for two months from now. It's really up to you. The idea is that we help you with future planning, and we also help you plan your gifting. So because we send so many gifts out, because this is something that's just such a fun experience to give, um, you can, you know, include a gift message, and you can also choose the date you want your package to arrive, and we'll figure out the rest. So that sounds those fun. Are, yeah. It is. It's super fun. It's, 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 a, it's definitely fun. It's fun to do by yourself, you know, with Spotify in the background, or it's great to do with kids or a significant other or friends or really whoever. Yeah, I could see having some girlfriends over and baking the cupcakes, and then maybe you have some bubbly. And if you're doing a dinner party, you have enough with, getting all the ingredients for your dinner together. So if you've had this step with having the dessert, you know, the, the ingredients at least delivered to your home, that, that, um, that saves you some time with all of that. So, yeah, I think it's a fantastic Absolutely. idea. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today and tell us all about Red Velvet. And it's been so interesting listening to your launch and, you know, the, just the Campbell Soup Partnership and, and just everything you've done. So congrats you. to you. Thank you so much. Really lovely talking to you today. And 
we want to get you that bread pudding someday soon. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Just a Bite podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. See you on the next episode.